Hi, I'm Devin Person. This podcast is a ritual, is a time and space spanning magic ritual steering reality towards a slightly better future. As your wizard, I believe real magic requires trust and authenticity, which is why I'll never allow advertisers in our ritual space. But creating this ritual takes work, as well as a steady supply of veggie burritos and illicit drugs. If you'd like to help this podcast become slightly better, please take a moment to visit patreon.com slash this podcast is a ritual. You'll get access to bonus episodes, monthly virtual gatherings, wizard ebooks, psychedelic playlists, and best of all, the warm, fuzzy feeling of making the world a more magical place. Thank you so much to all who have, do, or someday will support this ritual. I believe in you. Your magic is real. In 30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you've left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is a ritual. The 21st century is a drunken toddler walking a tightrope towards utopia, teetering over the gaping maw of oblivion. Each day, I wake up to some horrifying new advancement in civilization, thoughtfully piped into my handheld device by our algorithmic overlords. Lately, I've become concerned with the staggering amount of virtual therapist ads I see on Instagram. But maybe Instagram is just showing me these ads because it's concerned about me. Sponsored by cheeky handles like The Bald Therapist and Not Your Typical Therapist, I trust these ads come from a place of good intent. Which is why I'm terrified of them. Because the worst atrocities often arise from people just trying to make the world a better place. While I believe in therapy and understand that during a pandemic, in-person visits aren't an option for most people, I worry that trying to cure the anxiety and depression of a generation alienated from their humanity by technology with technology is like trying to cure a hangover by doing back-to-back double shots of tequila. It may help for a little bit, but in the long run, it's an unsustainable path that leads straight into Black Mirror nightmare land. Which is why I'm so happy there's a gecko therapist, who is admittedly not a therapist, running a call-in show on Twitch. If the road to hell is paved with good intentions, I'm pretty sure it's a nonsensical detour to nowhere that will end up leading us back to paradise. While I steer clear of TED Talks on finding happiness and apps that promise to 10x my productivity, I'll call into a lizard hotline and bear my soul any day. David Byrne called heaven a place where nothing ever happens, but my digital nirvana is a place where everything changes all the time and the only guiding principle is good-natured weirdness. A fabled land where the oddest inmates have overtaken the asylum and jokes and good jest are more valuable than any cryptocurrency. In this beautiful dream, you'll find a man by the name of Lyle Drescher who's answering the question, what would happen if Dr. Fraser Crane 
got bit by a radioactive gecko. For many hours every week, Lyle, or Gek to his fans, streams on Twitch, taking calls, speaking truth, and doing his best to avoid giving advice. It's the high weirdness of public access blown out to mythic proportions by the unruly scale of modern social media. While the internet at large could still go either way, when I see something like Therapy Gecko, it brings to mind the immortal words of Agent Dale Cooper. I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. So without any further ado, come with me on a journey as we learn how to call a lizard. Hey, Gek. Hello, Mr. Wizard. Hello, Mr. Gecko. Welcome to Ritual Space, my friend. Thank you so much for having me here. This, I, I feel like, like, I feel like we're like floating in an orb in just like, you know, a starlit field of nothingness and just two weird characters, archetypes, sitting down for a conversation. I feel that too. I loved these, these rituals that you, I mean, that's of all the podcasts that I've been on. I've never had someone have rituals and I love the just sit in 60 seconds of silence because it gives you a chance to just meditate for a little bit. That's what we're all about. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not just a podcast. It's, it's, it's a ritual and we're, we're disguised so well with such a clever name that we'll never give our secret away. I love it. What's our magic word going to be? Does it have to be a word or can it be a sound? It could totally be a sound. Okay, good. So that's our magic word. We're going to count down one, two, three, and then we're going to say it. So one, two, three. Ah! Beautiful. That's We've never even had a sound before. This is great. I we're, never had a sound. I've, sounds, the magic sounds are, are an underrated sect of magical phrasing Thing. I've, everyone's trying to go for words, but I think a sound is is just as effective. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's just as effective. I'm not a wizard, but no, it's it's good. I mean, all all, all words are made up of sounds, so you're just getting down to the like the little tiny Lego blocks that make it all possible. Right. I'm trying to get a bit purer with it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna let's just start. How the fuck did you become therapy gecko? You know, I I I don't have a really good uh straightforward answer to this question because it's kind this of this is not a very good straightforward podcast so we'll we'll weave and wind as we please okay sweet it's it's really the culmination of like five different things that was going on with me um this wasn't something that you were like like a four-year-old and the other kids are like i'm gonna be a fireman i'm gonna be an astronaut and you're like i'm gonna be a therapist lizard of some sort no it happened pretty accidentally um oh. You know, I mean, I started it in June of 2020 and just kind of recently uh, I was I like looked I searched therapy gecko in my notes because I can, I can search my iCloud notes. And I found a note from like December of 2019 that says therapy gecko on it. And I was like, oh, I guess this has just been in my head for a while. But um, so how I got into streaming was um, I mean, when the pandemic happened, you know, just I was bored. Yeah. And I would go live on Instagram and like chat with whoever joined. I mean, it was like, you know, two or three people in the Instagram chat that were just, you know, friends or acquaintances from my high school. And, um, you know, I, I just did that when I was bored. And I remember uh, thinking 
at a time. Like, I wonder if this is something I could do effectively with strangers. And so that was just kind of in the back of my head. And then that's sort of one element that, uh, of all the colliding elements, there's that. And then, um, I bought a lizard costume to do this bit. I had a little series of, uh, it's so hard to explain, but I had a little series of YouTube videos that were just me uh, running down the street yelling about miscellaneous things. And I wanted to do a bit um, where I was a lizard and I was yelling about how I had just escaped from my owner who, um, the idea was that this kid, he's a kid named Curtis and he collects uh, lizards and I didn't realize, uh, and, and I'm, I, I, he brings me home and I'm his pet lizard. And I thought that our love is like, you know, platonic, but I learned that uh, Curtis actually likes to have sex with his lizards. And I've just escaped um, from him after he's tried to have sex with me. And I'm running down the street um, yelling about how I've, I've freed myself and I'm going to go back and um, save the others. Uh, and that... I don't know if that all. I don't know if all the lore of that got through in uh, <laughs> of me running down the street as a lizard yelling. Curtis tried to fuck me. It's on my YouTube channel. But anyway, um, so anyway, I made that, and so I had the lizard costume. All right, so I'm in my head. I'm like, I wonder if I can stream uh, for people who don't know who I am. I have the lizard costume, um, and then uh, I had just done a little uh, streaming film festival. Um, called the, the, we called it the Going Insane Alone in Your House Film Festival, where we had, uh, it was a lot of uh, friends that I met in Philly comedy and, and in Baltimore comedy who uh, submitted films. And I like hosted this digital film festival. And that was like right when, you know, the pandemic happened and virtual events were becoming a thing. And that was sort of how I learned to use OBS. So I had the- What little, is OBS? OBS is a um, streaming client that okay. will- use to learn uh, that, that people use to um, stream themselves to Twitch and, and YouTube and the like. And um, does that so, let you do all the, like the fancy green screen effects and things? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's how, um, you know, I mean, on Twitch and YouTube, you can just click a button that says go live. But yeah. if you want to like get your overlays and your graphics and your green screen stuff, you have to do it through OBS or Streamlabs OBS. Yeah. So there was that. And then the biggest thing was, uh, RPAN. Do you have any idea what RPAN is? No. RPAN stands for Reddit Public Access Network. I was going to say, I was like, is this like a Reddit thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Reddit thing. And so Reddit started doing these live stream, started start doing this live stream service where it, it's, it wasn't really like Twitch, where Twitch is, you know, very video game focused. It was just people doing anything. And I thought RPAN was cool and I wanted to get involved in it. Um, and so... I just started doing Therapy Gecko on RPAN and um, all of the different things going on at the time collided to form me trying out uh, Therapy Gecko. That is, it, that's such a fascinatingly convoluted origin story because it's it's literally like you're born of the pandemic. Like, yeah. Like, like one, like there had to be, like, first you have to have a, a global civilization. Okay, check that off the list. Mm -hmm. And then the global civilization has to undergo this weird once-in-a-generation pandemic 
we hope. Hopefully there's not like a bunch of these <laughs> on the road ahead for us. Um, and then all of these other like happy accidents. And I think that's really cool. Like I think we spend so much time trying to plan and strategize. And sometimes it's about trying stuff that like doesn't work. Like maybe you're maybe you're running down the street screaming about the kid that fucked you video is great. I haven't seen it. But mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes it's like those failures and things that you try that just don't click right give you the things that they're then laying around and then you can have that moment of inspiration and put the pieces together in a new way right that's why it's so important to just do things and stop like you know worrying about the strategy behind it because right you know you know i do that one video and it's like yeah the video didn't turn out that well but then it turns into doing this other thing and that does turn out well you know so everything leads to something yeah yeah and so the it, it really was born out of the pandemic and another thing about the pandemic that sort of accelerated it is that um I'm a like I'm weird and neurotic and I think about opportunity cost a lot. So, you know, for in order for me to have like built therapy gecko and like really given a lot of effort to it, you know, it's a lot of like sitting inside on the computer streaming and not leaving your house and really sitting down and doing it. And if there weren't a global pandemic going on every, all the time when I'd be like editing videos or streaming, I would be thinking about like, man, I should be like out doing this or out doing that, or maybe I should have been doing this right now, or maybe I should be doing that right now. But the most wonderful thing for me about the pandemic life was that all opportunity costs just vanished. Yep, I felt uh, more able to just focus on what I was doing in the moment because I, I didn't have those thoughts of like, maybe I should be like traveling Asia right now because I can't travel Asia right now. You know, the, the, the outside world has disappeared for me, which is kind of what you need to, I think, to, to really put effort into stuff is to not be so concerned with the outside world. That was one of the huge silver linings. And I think the other thing with modern creators is, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but it's like, it's not quite like an iceberg, but there's the part that's visible that you see. And then there's the part that's underneath. So yeah, I guess it is like an iceberg, but like if I'm not doing creative work, I see somebody's cool thing and I'm like, oh man, this is so cool. This guy's got this awesome Twitch stream. Like I want to be doing that. But then when I actually sit down to do my creative work and I'm spending a Sunday afternoon editing a podcast, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I, 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 I had to say no to my friends that wanted to go get pizza. Like I'm right, sitting right. at home doing this like boring chore, like, ah, oh, fuck. And so it's like, you can never win. But I think when you have nothing else to do, it's nice to be able to say, hey, you know, I'm, I can't see anyone in person. So at least, at least you're talking with people you probably talked with more people during the pandemic than uh pretty much anyone else you know i thought about that i was like i've talked to more people uh it's funny because the whole narrative of the pandemic is like it's isolating everyone but i've talked to way 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 more people during the pandemic than i did before you know um and that the 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 saying no to your friends getting pizza thing is like i mean that's exactly it it's like you know um you know, I tried to I tried to put a lot of effort into projects before the pandemic, but you know, I I, I kept being like, ah, I should go do this, I should go do that. But uh, once it just disappears, and then the great thing that happened is that you know now, um, obviously the world's opened up a little bit again, and and it, the the opportunity cost has started to creep up. But now that you know the stream has like have started to build a community. Mm-hmm. Now instead of being driven by that lack of opportunity cost, I'm driven by you know, I'm accountable now because I, I have this community and I'm, I told everyone like I am live every, you know, this day, this day and this day. So I got to be live every that day, that day and that day. So, you know, because that's what I was going to ask about. It's like I've, I've heard that Twitch basically there's sort of a minimum threshold that you really need to be on if you want the platform to promote you and, 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 and treat you like a real um, 
streamer, I guess is the term. And so like, how much are you on a week? I, at the beginning I was doing just Monday, Wednesday and Friday, yeah. uh, probably like two to three hours. And then in 2021, I started doing uh, one stream a week where I'm not a gecko and I'm just myself and I'm like, you know, drawing people or taking phone mm-hmm. calls or like just doing any miscellaneous thing. Um, but that, these days I'm on probably anywhere from like 12 to 16 hours a week. Uh, and actually, if you count my little TikTok pre-streams, it's probably, it's, it's probably about like 16 hours a week. Wow. And, and so like one of the things as, as, a, as a wizard that I, you know, I, I work with clients and I do public rituals and both of them I've learned, I have to kind of just blank myself out before I go into it. Like I can have, if I'm doing a public performance, I can have some idea of what I'm doing, but I have to be really like prepared to just go with where the crowd is at and just respond to it. It, it must be so interesting to be like, ah, tonight I have to sit, sit down and I have no idea like who's going to call in or what right. direction it's going to go in or like. I mean, you're you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants constantly, I assume. Yeah, uh, I, I like that a lot about uh, streaming is that I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I did stand up comedy for uh, like five years uh, or, or six years or whatever. But um, what I didn't like about it is that I when you when you have your act you already kind of know how it's gonna go mm-hmm. and that got boring for me. And obviously, you know, the, the way to combat that is to keep writing new jokes. Um, and then there's, there, there's, there's, um, you know, fun and, and trying to see what jokes do work and what jokes don't work. But I, I, for some reason I couldn't be, I, I, I hated the process of like sitting alone and writing. And, and that, that was what I was annoying about standup is I felt like I was figuring it out you know, alone in secret and then trying it on the stage. Whereas this is like, um, I'm, I'm, it's very in the moment. It's being developed as in the moment being done because it's not pre-written. And it's reactive too. I think that's the thing that people yeah. don't understand about standup. A lot of the time is someone would be like, Oh my God, that thing you said is so funny. That would be such a good standup joke. And you're like, no, it wouldn't because I would have to explain the entire context of this moment that led to the funny joke, which would actually kill right. the joke. Whereas right. when somebody says something and you get to just crack one off, like the audience heard what they said, like they they're with you. <laughs> they're, they're listening to the right. call. Right. So how has, I mean, so you've, you've been doing this for a year. This is pretty meteoric. Um, how, like, like, can you tell me how it ramped up? That was it pretty quickly that it kind of took off and you, you found a following. Yeah. The two biggest things for me were uh, TikTok and Reddit. And I got I got really lucky because um, I th- Reddit is Reddit streaming is the craziest thing to me because Reddit is an already popular social media mm-hmm. um, place, but Reddit streaming is not very popular. Not a lot of people know what it is or know about it or or use it. Um, but yet the top stream on Reddit always goes to the very front page um yep so basically what happened was i just i started getting uh top broadcast on reddit and so it would just pin my thing to the front page of reddit um like at least you know i was streaming three day three days uh, a week and for pretty much at least always one of those days i would get pinned on the front page of reddit and then while people were watching me on reddit i told them you know to come 
uh, you know, follow me on Instagram or, or watch me on Twitch or whatever. Which is basically yeah. like if you were doing stand up and the New York Times kept featuring you on the front page and they're like, Lyle got a set at the Comedy Cellar on Tuesday. He's doing five minutes. And it's like, what? This is. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it was crazy. It's crazy. Reddit was like a crazy amount of reach. I mean, it's compared to like, I mean, t- Twitch streamers, they stream for like, you know, it takes years to get like a thousand average, a hundred average yeah. viewers uh, just on the platform. But Reddit, and there wasn't, and I, it's one thing that cra- is crazy to me is that there really isn't that much competition because there's not that many people using RPAN. I don't know why there's not that many more people using RPAN. I think RPAN is like an incredibly undervalued. Uh, a social media platform, but for whatever reason, people just like weren't using it. So it was, was kind of easy to get top broadcast. And then, then I was taking clips from my Reddit stream and putting them on TikTok. And I got super like, just, I mean, that was just luck. Um, Cause I, I posted this, <clears throat> this, this uh, a woman called in with a story about how she was tubing down the Delaware river and um, she shat in her pants while she was um, on the tube ride. And then she like turned around and she saw like a little like stream of, of poop yeah. like, coming up behind her. And all these all, all the kids behind her um, <clears throat> were like wafting into her poop. <laughs> and she she told me that and I, I took a clip of, of, of that and I posted it on uh, TikTok and it like. It, I mean, TikTok is insane because, you know, imagine if you put on, if you made a brand new YouTube channel and no, zero subscribers, zero whatever, and you put a YouTube video on there, it could be the best YouTube video ever made. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it's unlikely that anyone will really see it just because it's, it's really hard to build YouTube credibility. Yeah, that algorithm's tired. It's, it's, already, it's already just got its mission of driving people towards, you know, QAnon content. It's not going to change. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but TikTok is crazy because I just, I mean, that was pretty much the first TikTok video I put on and it got like, I don't know, 2 million views or something. And I was oh. like, oh, shit. Um, and so then I was like, all right, well, I got to keep this going. So I started posting more and more clips. And um, that would, that, uh, that kind of was like, I, I, I had my system down of like, I would get people from my Reddit and from my TikTok over to my other thing. And I would just keep repeating that system. And that's, that's still really what I do to like get people to come and, and watch the stream. So you can, you can stream onto Reddit and Twitch at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you can just you can just multi-channel it because yeah. I think so. It's it's such a weird world that we live in right now, and I've been I've been thinking a lot about this, and you know, it's a theme that keeps coming up on the podcast of these algorithms, these social media entities that we're dealing with. It's very opaque. We're all trying to figure out like what makes them happy and and which one is behaving mm-hmm. in what way, mm-hmm. and they're also still businesses run by humans that have had an idea where they're like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could get all of the Redditors to stream and they want that to be a thing. So they're putting energy behind it. And even if the Reddit community isn't jumping on board right away, like you said, it's, it's pinned to the front page. There's a, there's a disproportionate amount of boost. The platform is giving it because they want it to blow up. They want it to be a thing. 
Facebook right. has done that with a bunch of stuff. Like who watches Facebook TV shows? I, I guess some people, but like Facebook wanted people to watch them. So they were mm-hmm. really pumping those and they were just putting them into everybody's feed and giving it way more exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Instagram does that with reels. Like I, like you yep. do a reel, you get way more views because that's what they want to promote. And TikTok is just insane because it's the new kid that's like still in its wild early tadpole phase of just randomly making people go super viral <laughs> left and right. It's uh, it, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who also is like a TikTok YouTube guy, and he was saying that trying to trying to go viral on TikTok, it's like trying to appease a god with a sacrifice. Yeah, you don't you don't know what God wants. You don't want to anger God. Nope, <laughs> piss him off and get you shadow banned or whatever. Um, but yeah, all these and then like. Uh, you know, kind of continue with the analogy, like the, the platforms, they, they release their, their gospel. They're like, we want you to create videos that are exactly 42 seconds long and in these exact specs. And then, you know, we'll, we'll push you out with like, you know, their, their shorts and their reels and all that. The 10 commandments of like their user agreement of, of, yeah, what they're looking for. <laughs> right. right. Um, but so let's, let's, let's talk about getting on the phone and, and, and talking yeah, to yeah, these people. Yeah. Like this is, you know, I, I love I love the way that this came about. So both organically, but then very inorganically. Because I'm just gonna say it, you're, you're you're pretty much a cyborg. You're like you're part real dude, you're part cartoon gecko character, and then you're part Twitch, Reddit, TikTok infrastructure. Like you are an amalgamation of of these different things all coming together into a singular experience of mm-hmm. chatting with people about whatever mm-hmm. you know for hours each week. Um, what has that been like? Just you know, surfing the the, the stream of human consciousness. Uh, it's cool. My favorite thing about streaming is that um, if it's going good, and maybe uh, l- luckily this ratio has gotten a lot better recently than it was in sort of the uh, midway point of the year that I've been doing this. But a bit, I think now like three or four or. Four let's call it four out of every five streams. I'm feeling really good about the stream. Mm-hmm. And I'll just get into a flow state. Yeah. Um, where I'm not, I don't care about, you know, I'm not thinking about anything else going on in my life. I'm not, I don't care how many people are watching the stream. I don't care about, you know, uh, uh, what the chat is saying. I'm just like, I'm a hundred percent focused and in the moment of having this conversation. And that's great. I've never, been from all the stuff I've done creatively before streaming, I've never been able to get in such a flow state when I'm doing the creating of the thing, if that makes sense. Because like when you're editing a video, like I, you know, I mean, I was a filmmaker for a while, and when you're editing a video, you it's not a flow state at all. You're cutting back. You're on Adobe Premiere, and then you check your fucking email, and then you ponder your life, and then you go on Instagram, and then you make this cut and then you are neurotic. Is this right? Is this right? And you back and forth and you're alone too. And yep. you know, um, so it's, it's not as, it's not as absorbing of a process of like, as, as, as being live is. And I love how absorbing of a, of a process it is to just be able to like focus on this one conversation. And, and it feels really meditative mm-hmm. too, in a way. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what we're talking about with standup of standup. It's this weird thing where you have this like hyper, like I have my five minutes on stage. It goes way too fast. Yeah. I'm trying to say these new jokes. I'm trying to see if they work. 
it's just this like one sped up moment and then the other moments of doodling in a notebook and trying to be like is this funny is this, is there a funnier right. word to say this like right how do i what what's the idea i'm trying to communicate versus mm-hmm. just being totally present and every time you switch calls what it, it, you've just spun the wheel mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i've i've I, I unfortunately i haven't watched all of your streams because you've probably done more hours than fucking bonanza at this point oh, of course, yeah. but uh i was amazed that like I didn't see a lot of crap. Like, like you know, I think my first thought would be, oh, like, how do you weed through the the, the shitty callers or the people that are just annoying? Or, but I, the, the, all the calls that I saw you take were like, you know, that not every guest is the greatest guest, but they were all they were all pretty engaging. Do you have a lot of problems? Um, do you have like a like a Roz that's you know selecting calls for you to hear, or it's it's just whoever shows up? Dude, it's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's kind of like magic, like. Uh, there will be some nights where, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't screen the calls. Sometimes I think I should, but then sometimes I've gotten really lucky that I get a lot of people who call in and then we just have, they, they have, they, we get, we get a lot of people calling in who have something to say. I mean, um, sure. Like maybe once or maybe even twice, maybe, maybe once every, no, not twice. Maybe even maybe once a month or once every two months, we'll get someone like call in and like yell something obscene and hang up. But um, yeah. you know, for putting yourself out on the internet in front of a ton of people and all the calls I take, twice once every two months, that's not the bad. Not that's 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 not that bad of a ratio. I thought it would be way worse, to be honest with you. No, that's not bad at all. I mean, when when I reached out to you, we chatted a little bit about um, what I've done on you know riding the subways and trying to talk to people yeah. and the magic moments are amazing. Like when you, when you connect with somebody, it's, right. I, I totally get what you're saying where I'm like very present with them. And I'm just trying to figure out like where I can push to kind of open up new territory in the conversation and bring it into something more special for them and give them an experience that they're going to, you know, hopefully think fondly about and tell stories about the time they met a, a wizard on the subway. But to get there, I have to like walk through a subway station and have like dumb jackasses be like, Hey, Harry Potter. And I'm like, dude, I'm here to engage with you. Like if you want to do something better, like come chat with me, I'm fucking here for it. But yeah, it's a, it's a different experience, I think. And I'm glad to hear that you're getting uh, such nice quality calls. Well, that's also, that's part of the, like, that's part of the fun for me. Like, I, I mean, you know, I get people like that all the time who are calling in just to like, you know, make be obviously a joke or, mm-hmm you know, say stupid things. But I mean, as long as they don't say something like, you know, horrible and obscene where I'm like, yeah, I got to hang up right now. Yeah. You know, um, if someone's just like fucking with me, the the best possible, the best possible thing I can do is just take them at face value. Right. As then it's like, you know, if you are calling in to tell me that, you know, you have three balls or I, I don't know, I can't leave an example, but, um, you know, calling into like a troll I actually kind of like when people call into troll because I'll take them just as seriously as any other caller. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's just funny to me. Um, And I imagine that most of the trolls, it's like they don't have like a well thought out, you know, uh, a bit that they've really planned and honed. And so they were probably expecting to get a rise out of you. And then they're like having to figure out how to keep this going. Exactly. That's what, that's what, exactly. They're expecting me to be like, what? Or, you know, get pissed off. But then when I actually engage with them, you know, right, they don't have a plan, but then you get to watch them kind of try to make a, make a plan or in the most beautiful of moments, 
uh, give up their plan and just start talking to me seriously. That's that's the one that I experienced quite a few times on the subway where I would I was granting wishes and I would ask somebody and they would give me like a joke answer and then I'd be like, dude, you got on this train of all trains. You're on the train with the wizard. I'm asking you to grant a wish. You really want to just like make this joke and then get off? And they're like, no, no, I don't. And then they would say some really <laughs> serious shit about their life. And I'm like, cool. All right, there we go. That Now we got somewhere. Yeah, I mean, if I, God, if I were in that situation and someone was like, hey, fucking Harry Potter, I would want to go, go up to that guy and be like, hey, what's your name? You know, and like the, the moment of turning someone like that into, you know, a, a genuine interaction. I mean, that's that's really cool to me. Um, what you do is so, uh, you know, because you, you're out in person. Yes. And that's a big thing. You know, I, once, once the pandemic is over, I'd like to do more stuff in person. Uh, but I, I'm I'm honestly like kind of nervous. Like I've never, I've no, to me, the cell phone calls, I mean, it's like training wheels compared to like talking to people in real life with their, you know, their, their persons staring at you and be, being in the presence of an actual human. Well, uh, I so think you do be incredibly uh, impressive. It's all, it's all about context. And I think there's so much, you know, like there's so many ways in which this digital stuff is just a poor substitute for like the real meaningful human connections that we can get. But there's other ways that it's not and it's awesome. And, you know, you can get a thousand people to call in or I mean, or to like be on a chat and watch you and have a one call at a time. That would be very unruly to try and do that as a live show. Like you would not be able to get like a thousand people to sit quietly in a theater and watch you interview one guest at a time as people like came onto the stage. Right, right. And I think the other thing is that the people that find therapy gecko and then it clicks with them and then they go, I'm going to go sit down and watch the stream. Like maybe I'm, you know, cooking dinner and, and watching in the corner, or whatever. But like the people that want to engage with that and decide to call in are self-selecting into it. Whereas if you're just wandering the street as a gecko, everyone's like, is he going to a kid's birthday party? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. Like you're just dealing with yahoos that have no frame of reference. And the initial reaction is to go, there's something weird. Let me just like point my finger and yell something stupid. Yeah. Well, so that's another. That's a whole other. That's another thing. Is that every conversation I have on my stream is someone who picked up the phone and called me. Mm -hmm. uh, which is so, I mean, I mean, in addition to the in-person versus phone call dynamic, it's the you came, I came to you versus you came to me dynamic that totally right. shifts the context of the conversation. So if I went up to people as the gecko and I started asking them these questions, you know, it's it's a much different dynamic but within that it's like there, there's probably a lot more in there to explore and to uh you know to find so I'm, I'm excited by the idea of doing it but i am nervous well i mean yeah but it's it's also it's creating a community i think that's one of the the goals of this podcast and i think that's the trend that i'm seeing more now i think there's a shift from the big social media to like private discords and, and things where people want to actually feel like they're, they're a part of a tribe and they're having a repeatable experience and getting that flavor again and again, not just being blasted with a, a fire hose of algorithmic content of, mm -hmm. you know, here's what's hot. And so, yeah, like I think as you have done this, you have trained your listeners of, these are the guests that get hung up on. Don't call and do this dumb thing. It's not going to go anywhere. Like these are the ones that are really interesting. People want to be someone that talks to you for a while, I imagine, and have a real conversation. I think so. I, I wouldn't want anyone to 
call to be like this is the thing. Well, what well, what gets you hung up on is if you like call in and yell something that can like get me banned from Twitch. Then I'll hang up yeah. on it. like you know. Um, is it like like what like because I've I've heard this you know like, like every Twitch streamer is afraid of <laughs> of having something happen where they're just going to get banned and it's going to be terrible. But yeah. is there any sort of grace like as long as you're handling it and rejecting those people? Are you are you okay or is it? Um, if, if something bad happens and Twitch sees it, you're, you're done for. You know, I've talked to uh, some people from Twitch about this, and I've done my research about this. So, like, so I've done some research about this. And so, like, you know, I mean, it even happens with video games. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if a pro gamer is in a – so if a pro gamer is in a Call of Duty lobby and some, like, you know, 13-year-old kid starts, like, you know, yelling, yelling unsavory things and you mute that kid, then you're probably fine. Yeah. But if you like engage with it heavily and like egg it on, then that's different. And obviously, you know, whenever someone calls in with something bad, I, you know, I just hang up immediately and I go, I don't even, I, I, I don't even like, you know, I just say, I'm sorry you guys had to hear that. And I move on immediately. Yeah. And I think if mods from Twitch see that, they're like, all right, this is fine. It's like when you have a newscast and somebody streaks in the background, I think the, the, FCC or whoever's in charge of it isn't like, all right, like that's it was a live new cat newscast. Yeah. Like that's different than uh the camera didn't run after and follow the the naked street. Exactly, guy. exactly. It's it's that exact thing. One of the things that I've noticed uh with this pandemic is there's a very weird feeling when you know there's like the, we had all the Zoom happy hours and these other things, but you have these experiences that are social and then they end and then you're alone in a room. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious what that's like for you talking to so many people being part of, you know, the, the chats going, there's all these viewers. And then at the end of it, you have to get out of your costume and wash green paint off your face. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if you live alone or, or, or what your living situation is, but what, how do you, how have you been dealing with that disconnect between the, the, the two spaces that you're occupying simultaneously? Oh, I mean, it feels great. Uh, you know, um, people will, uh, Oh, everyone thinks that I'm high all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm not high. I never, ever get high during the stream. I never, ever get high during the stream. That's one of my I, favorite, uh, like, Mitch Hedberg things where he's like, everyone thinks that I'm uh, I, I, I'm high on stage. I get high to relax. Exactly. I, I would not come out in front of a hundred people that want me to be funny. That is not relaxing to me. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know he said that because that, I mean, that is literally exactly my sentiment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I yeah, I never get high. I actually on 420, I got high on stream for the first time and I I hated it. It was like I was yep. in cuz part cuz you know, when I smoke weed, I get really in my head and in my thoughts and everything. Yep. And what I was saying with the flow state and like I'm in the moment of doing the thing that I can't that is not an accessible that is a necessary part of the whole thing that is not accessible to me when I'm high. Um but anyway, all that said to to get back to the question, um I never get high when I stream, but after the stream, I'll 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 usually get high. I'll, I'll walk over to um uh uh I and I don't do this all the time, but uh uh you know, I'll just get high and I'll like relax and sometimes I'll like go back and I'll watch my vods and I'll sort of what are vods? Them. Vods are um right after the stream ends, the vod is the video that's created of the stream. That's Ah, uh, okay. Um so like sometimes I'll go back and I'll like watch a call and be like, I wonder how people reacted to this because I wasn't paying attention to the chat because I was focusing on the thing. And um, the chat is so mind blowing to me because it goes so fast. Like, 
like I, I don't I don't know what information you can share about it, but like do the chatters can they like are they even chatting with each other? Like it's so fast, I don't know how anyone could really follow it. I I think you know what's funny about the chat is is it's you would think no one would type into chat because you can't have and I'm talking my chat is is just fast and slow. My chat's at a good rate where mm. you can't have actual interactions with people. Right. But then when you look at someone like I mean, you know, someone like you know, Ludwig, I don't know if you have any idea who Ludwig is, but someone mm-hmm. who has like 20,000 watchers and their chat is going I mean, it is a chat like that where it is actually is impossible to have a conversation. It's funny because you would think no one would type in there, but that's that whole thing of like, you know, no one goes to that restaurant anymore because it's too crowded. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know. um, but no, people people can have uh, actual conversations in the chat. I I mean, for, uh, people 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 have gotten. Um, I, I think a couple people from my stream have like gotten into relationships with each other. Oh, wow. From my chat. I think what happens is they meet each other in chat and then they add, they like whisper each other and then they add each other on discord. And yeah. They talk more there. Discord has been good for people, um, uh, to, to meet each other. Cause then but, you can actually, yeah. Well, it, 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 you can bring up a good point. Cause when I watched your, uh, when I was watching yours, I could get, I could just get the mood from the chat. It was like, Oh, everyone is like, I was watching their one about, um, I think it was like the sin episode and people were like, they kept being cheaters and the chat would just be like, ah, another cheater. Ah, and like, you know, like there was like, uh, everyone's kind of saying the same thing. It's a very different form of human communication. It's kind of like a, like a mob is all like muttering. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's, well, what's interesting is when, um, what I think is cool about my chat is that I'll go into the chats of like other uh streamers and a lot of it's just sort of sort of a little spammy of just people like saying uh random senses or reacting to things but i really do get the sense in my chat that people are commenting thoughtfully about what is going on and interacting with each other and like debating these various things and like debating certain ethical things that the callers bring up and offering them like thought out solutions it's not just like you know, keyboard smash and emotes. I mean, sometimes it's keyboard smash and emotes, but I feel like there's there's some some sustenance there. Well, my, cool. my friend Patchy took me on a little tour of some of like the weird Twitch stuff because he uh, he's been on the episode um, on the podcast before and is a is a is a wizard in Philadelphia actually, right. and uh, he was just showing me some of the stuff that it was really interesting. But some of it was like the whole show was about reacting with the chat, and so the the host is just, hey come fan 69 mm-hmm. thanks for the plus one and like all of this back and forth and i was like wait but like what is the substance of the show and that's what i thought was so interesting about yours and why i gravitated towards it was like oh there's there's substance here like i could i could describe what i've watched beyond just the concept i could be like this episode had this interesting thing as opposed yeah. to i watched other ones where i was like oh it's just you know they painted an interesting thing and and talked to the followers. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm a three hundred year old wizard. No, no, I see. What you're <laughs> I I uh, there's a lot of things that a lot of Twitch streamers do that I try not to do, which is um. You got to be your own gecko, man. Yeah, I like. I don't want my Twitch. All right, a lot of things. One thing I, t- I see a lot of Twitch streamers do is they like when someone subscribes to them or cheers uh, for them. Um, which is basically like, you know, the the way that Twitch is monetized is right. people pay five bucks and then Twitch takes half of that and then you get 
um, half of that. And what they'll do is like they'll heavily incentivize that by making loud noises pop up mm -hmm. or by like, hey, every time someone subscribes, I'll do a little dance. Or if you That's cheer, exactly I'll what it was. Yeah. It or, felt like somebody was like basically like on a stage and then people are just throwing things and they're like, oh, hey, you threw a tomato. Let's do the tomato dance. Oh, you threw me a coin. I'm going to do the coin dance. Right, right. And, you know, it's tough, man, because on one hand, I and then I mean, the, the easiest, simplest thing to do is someone subscribes and you say, oh, hey, username. Thank yeah. you for subscribing. Um, I think if you get too complicated with it, it's like I don't want someone to subscribe to me or give me money because they want to see the tomato dance. I yeah. want to do the tomato dance because the tomato dance is what I do. Mm -hmm. And if someone enjoys it, they will offer me support with their subscription. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I want to have integrity and do what I care about. I don't want to become, um, uh, a, a dancing marionette with letting random people just pull my strings hither and dither. Right. That's why I, that's why I don't really, I don't really do anything. I mean, you know, I don't really do anything for subs and bits. I, I like to think of it like I do what I do and I'm grateful that the people who like what I currently do are willing to support it as opposed to like, you know, like if like people have said to me before, oh, you should have people uh, uh, pay you in subscriptions or bits to get on the phone. And I'm like, I would never do that. That would <laughs> ruin the whole thing. I, I would never want to make it a, a pay to play. That's, that's exactly the same thing with my rants about podcast advertising. I mean, like I get why other podcasts do it, you know, like, like if you're, you know, a show that has a lot of production, it's just me. Like, you know, I, I get it, but I'm like, I'm a wizard. I, I want people to trust what I'm saying mm -hmm. and I can't have that trust if I'm using it to tell them to go to stamps.com or to like right. download blue chew or like, I don't know, whatever, like other crap I'm supposed to fucking sell them. It just like, I, there's lines I don't want to cross cause I want to be a wizard. I don't want to just be a successful podcaster and follow whatever the latest formula is to achieve that. Right. I, um, I mean, that's, what's cool about Twitch, uh, and sort of about the way that, I mean, the main way that I make money is through people who just like what I do and support it as opposed to the like the weird system of television where you make TV and then Snickers pays you this money <laughs> to sell Snickers. And yep. I'm like, I'd rather just I, I, I feel better if I just did whatever I did and then whatever people thought it was worth, they they you would pay me to do it as opposed to, you know, I don't know, like the ad models and stuff. I want to take a I want to take a hard left turn into weird Let's do it. psychedelic magic territory. Um, you you are now allied with this, you know, archetypal animal. Like I don't know if it's okay to say spirit animal, but I'm gonna say it. it's like you have like a spirit animal that you are embodying, and oh, you've also true. become a character. Like I love all of the fan art that people have done. There's all of these different drawings and representations of you, um, and now knowing about the accident of how this all sort of came to be. Like, how has that evolved for you? Like, what, like, like, how has the Therapy Gecko character evolved and how has your relationship to it and becoming more than a human, but this, like, you know, archetypal branded figure? One thing I love about being a character is that it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's inherently more interesting than being myself. Like, if I got on Reddit 
and I took calls as Lyle, and I was like, "Welcome to the Lyle Drescher Show, starring me, Lyle Drescher." People would be like, "I don't. Who are you? I, yeah. Why do I care? What the fuck is this shit? Why? I, I I don't know. Like like I look at people like Jimmy Fallon, and I'm like, how could you? I I, I don't have that thing that allows that would allow me to make a show with my name. Yeah. As the show's name, does that make sense? No, but yeah, totally. Yeah, no, please. I'm glad. I'm glad you're not so, Jimmy Fallon. So coming out as I am a gecko guy is way. I, I I'm I'm way more free. I'm not in the confines of what are you doing, you fucking egomaniac? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I it's it's more. I don't know. It just frees me from that, which I like a lot. Um, and I also just think it's 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 allowed it to be a little bit more like visually interesting than just a guy taking calls, you know. I mean, it's, oh it's, yeah, it's um. But I guess I like so like you know, being a wizard, people send me pictures of wizard stuff all the time. I've seen every yeah. wizard meme like a hundred times. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of wizard statues. I I now also have a ton of gnome stuff. Like it like yeah. it, it gets sticky. And so I'm curious. Like, did you give a fuck about geckos before this? And now, do you like care about them more? Like, how has it yeah. changed to your relationship to that idea? Oh no, I'm same thing. There's this every time like a, a lizard thing happens, or like there's a viral tiktok going around of a, of a gecko or a lizard i'll get tagged in it 50 times or i'll get like a gecko meme uh sent to me 50 times and um no i did not give a shit about geckos before and now i do like i was at a i went to petco on a whim just to like look at the lizards yeah and I, was like, I would i would never do that but i just i feel connected to it's yeah it's funny you mentioned this because it's totally true i do feel more connected to to geckos now, because it, it it is my my uh, I forget the way you phrased it, but it was perfect. A, a spirit animal, or I'm I'm connected. Well, to- so I think it's like an archetype. I think there's like an yeah. idea of this thing that's like larger than us, and we're sort of the the little like human pot that the roots go into, but then it grows, um, you know, in the minds of other people. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, you at uh, PetSmart looking at the lizards just makes me think about. I'm sure it's like basically in every Spider-Man movie, but like the moment when Peter Parker will like look over and see a spider on a web and just be like, right, right on bro. Like, right. Yeah, you oh, and me, we're in this. Right. Um, Are you going to get a gecko? Oh, I, I, you know, I thought I, the idea of getting a gecko sincerely inhabited me for about five minutes. I can barely take care of myself. <laughs> So I don't think I can take care of uh, another living thing. That would be it. Would be too much pressure for me to have a to have a pet gecko. But I, I think I think the get the what I, what I, what I'll probably do is I'll go to PetSmart and I'll name one of the geckos and I'll be like I'll come visit you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, Except that you know <laughs> you're like I, I came to visit you. They're like yeah we 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 sell them. That's the whole point of this this business. Like, oh, just, they don't visiting. stay here. Uh, so. Speaking of, you know, taking responsibility, I want to now go to the other side, which is you're not, you're not a therapist. I love the way that you say you're not a therapist and you even say you don't give advice, but people are calling in with real issues and stuff. How has been wrestling with that? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've gotten some pretty intense calls in, in your time. Uh, you know, I just tell the truth, Yeah, which is that um, there are s- sometimes I get calls with problems and I'm like, you know what? I actually feel like I have a legitimate advice for this problem that I believe mm-hmm. in. Like, you know, the other day, a third, uh, uh, not 13, an 18 year old kid called me, uh, 
you know, to tell me about how, you know, he's like going to college soon. I'm like, he doesn't know if he should stay with his girlfriend. And I, and I felt like I actually had some good advice to tell him about, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're not fully developed yet. And, you know, as you get older, your priorities will change and blah, blah, blah. And it just felt like an area where I actually could be of service mm-hmm. on the flip side. You know, I've gotten a call from uh, a mom, from, you know, a woman in I don't know, maybe her forties. Who's like, um, do you have any advice on being a new mother? And I'm like, I no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't at all. Um, and I think if I just say like, and I, 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 I would never want to put myself as a position where I'm like, I am an all knowing person. I know everything about everything. Uh, so I've allowed myself to just be like, you know what? I actually don't. That's, that's it. That's so funny because that was the exact realization I had. Because, I mean, with a wizard, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be like, ah, I should have the answers. I should know all these facts and blah, blah, blah. And that just wasn't me. And I think that's one of the things that I resonated with is we both have very silly exteriors, but we don't we don't stay in character. You know, like you're not doing a bit the entire time and like, hey, it's the gecko, blah, blah, blah. It's not like a morning zoo thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like once you've used that lure to get someone's attention and to be like, all right, now you're watching me. Yeah. How can I just show up as real as I can? How can I just be yeah. honest and transparent and like not put in all of the other filters and bullshit that we do um, mm-hmm. or you see on social media? I think it's a very mm-hmm. common thing to be extremely fake in this day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I used to be kind of conflicted with that, like especially when you're live and someone asks you something and you're like, oh, no, I have all these people watching. I got to like give a real answer. I'm like, wait, that's bullshit. No, I don't. I don't have to give a real answer. I don't have to do anything. I'm a good yeah. lizard. Uh, I I should just tell the truth. Like the other day, someone called me and they were like, um, my friend did something really bad and now he's in jail. I don't know if she'd be friends with him anymore, but like I've been friends with him for a long time. And it was like a really like legit thing that he was struggling with. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what to tell you. Um, At the end of the day, though, this whole worry of like, oh, will people get upset that I don't people will respect you more just telling the truth than they will you trying to be something you're not or say something you don't know what the hell you're talking about. People want to be heard, I think, more than they want advice. That's another thing. That's another thing that I, that I think is is uh, you know people just want to be heard. They don't necessarily need answers. And yeah, I mean, a lot of these problems don't have answers. That's exactly, yeah. That's that, yeah. I mean, I there's, I I remember this from uh, going to film festivals when I used to be a journalist, and everyone would ask, you know, hey, I'm an aspiring screenwriter. What can I do to succeed? It's like, do you think Guillermo del Toro is going to tell you like the one secret that he's told no one else? That's going to just like. He's going to be like, come to the stage. Give me your script. I'm making this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the same answer is going to be like, work on your writing. I don't know. Move to Los Angeles. Like, try and get people to read your writing. Like mm-hmm. it, the path is always going to be the path. And I think it's just nice to get encouragement. And that's what people are looking for is just someone to be like, yeah, that, you're on a shitty part of the path, man. I, I hope he gets better soon because oh, that's, 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 a, that's a rough puff. Yeah, exactly. Um, shit. What, what was your original question? Like like the, the the first question I asked you, uh no the question about ah no oh how, how I mean how yeah how do you deal with the hard calls and what do you tell people that I mean you're not a therapist like like how how many times do you have to tell people to talk to a real therapist all the time my my go to question yeah I've learned is when someone 
I've gotten better at setting boundaries also. Like, if someone calls in and they're like, yeah, I'm addicted to uh, drugs. I'm like, man, please go talk to a real therapist. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, my go-to question, though, is have you spoken about to this – have you spoken about this to a real therapist? Yeah. And they say yes. I'm like, well, what did they say? And then we'll just talk about what they said. Gotcha. So um, then you don't have to be the source of it. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Once I find that trick, I'm like, I, I just I use it every time. Um, if it's like a serious thing, what what else is in your bag of tricks? My bag of tricks. Like, what are like the like the things that you've maybe 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 mm-hmm. the alternate version of this question are like, what are the problems you ran into early that you feel like you've solved for now as you've learned how to do this better? The biggest thing is is one of the biggest things from the beginning was that I had got too many like heavy calls that I just was kind of bringing me down. Mm-hmm. And I, at a certain point, I just decided, like, you know what, this is sort of, you know, my thing, and and I can I can decide the energy of it, and I can keep a lighthearted energy, uh, you know, a hundred percent of the time without necessarily being disrespectful to anyone who's like, you know, uh, uh, trying to voice something more serious. And you know, once I kind of realized that I was in control, I stopped getting so like worried about. Uh, you know, people thinking I was a real therapist or anything like that. I feel like that's a great metaphor for life in general. Like once I, yeah. <laughs> once I realized that I could control my own response to it, it's like, that's, that's the real power. I think of, you know, even if you know someone's going to talk to you on a Greyhound bus is you're like, Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my journey too, man. I can, I can decide how I'm going to respond to you. Exactly. Well, let's get into our spell and come up with something that the, the listeners at home can do to, I don't even know where to go with this, but to just take some of this therapy gecko magic and, and bring it into their life. Beautiful. What Now, what is the difference between a spell and a word? Is it, a spell is like a whole thing. So, sure, sure. So the way that we generally think about a spell is, you know, let's let's say that you you listen to this episode and we we, we say there's no spell this episode. And someone's going to go, okay, that's the, that's the end of the podcast. And now I'm going to go, eat dinner and uh, watch a movie and tomorrow I'm going to go to work and I'm just going to do my rest of my week, just totally what I would normally do. And so that's like level zero. Mm-hmm. Now, when we give someone a spell, it's a small action and they're going to do that at some point this week. So they're going to say, okay, I finished the episode. I'm going to go eat dinner, do the dishes, uh, watch some TV. But then tomorrow I'm going to go to Pet Smart and look at a gecko because that was the spell that uh, the wizard and the gecko gave me and because that person has done that now we have these two you know we have like reality zero and reality one and they look different and as you go forward because the person took their lunch break to go look at the gecko at PetSmart, and then decided that they actually want a bunny and then they bought a bunny and now they have a bunny as a pet five years from now their life is totally different because of that right. one small shift and so generally, that's what we're trying to do is just come up with some sort of action that someone can take that mm. will hopefully shift their reality. And this is where my you know, mantra comes into place in a, in a slightly better direction. And that's okay. why this podcast is a ritual is because of all the listeners that are tuning into this. I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone's going to go do it, but some of them will. And that means that on this earth that we're all living in, We've gone from that zero to a one because a bunch of people went to PetSmart and looked at a gecko sometime, you know, after they listened to this episode. Right. Where it's sort of like the butterfly effect. Where it's exactly we're like that. It's like the small, gecko effect. 
<laughs> I like that. We're trying to create a small fork. Yeah. In 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 reality, let's do which it. is what you're doing. I mean, like you you do that, you know, for 16 hours a week because people call you and they then, you know, it's not necessarily did they listen to your advice, but mm-hmm. it's you know they had a different experience because they talked to you and had that moment rather than not calling you. Yeah, I love the, and I'm about to get into a whole other thing here, but I love the sort of scalability, like internet allows you to like scale that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you totally. Know? I mean, even what we're doing now with this podcast of, you know, encouraging, you know, multiple people uh, when, you know, whenever they're listening to this to go, to go do a thing. Even just saying a word, you know, just your, your decision at the beginning to say a word, it's, it's, are you participating in something? I think there's a lot of passive content consumption and I, you know, that's good. I like, I, when I watch a TV show, I don't want it to be like a, a desperate comic that's trying to like rally the audience and the TV show keeps stopping to make me do an activity. But I think it's nice to have something that it feels like, I think that's, you know, like a Twitch stream. It feels like you're more part of a community than when you're just watching a Netflix show. Exactly. So you're gonna go in a whole different thing. You, you teased. Oh, oh shit! What the hell was I talking about? Oh, I didn't. I didn't want to get us uh, away from the spell. I wanted to keep on track of the spell. Oh sure. So do you have any ideas for the spell? Uh spell. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I mean, people. So people are people are tuning into this. They're they're listening to us. What would you like people to do? What's one small thing that you would like them to do? It can be. I mean, it can be simple, all right. man. All right. Let me. All right. I'll, I'll give. All right. All right. Well, uh, I go on walks in my neighborhood. And uh, sometimes when I'm like walking on one side of the sidewalk, another person's walking on the other side of the sidewalk. Um, I like I, I sometimes like I don't want to bother them, so like I won't like say hi or make eye contact. Uh, but I'm gonna next time I walk past a person, I'm gonna look them in the eyes. I'm gonna smile. I'm gonna say hello. Ooh, I like that one. Just look them in the eyes and say hello, and that's yeah. you've you've been, and then now we've just multiplied it because everybody that does that. Somebody else is like, hey, I went for that walk and I was like, if no one says hello to me, I'm going to kill myself. And then right. they, they they get that hello and then they don't kill themselves. And then they invent, you know, the 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 new jelly that saves us from global warming. And then there we go. Like, yeah, you, just, dude. you just saved the planet. For more I, of Therapy Gecko, I, I, the, 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 the butterfly fan, these spells, I love it. This or is a check great it idea. out on Twitch where he awesome. is streaming well, thank you for joining us all the time. Uh, and it is such a fun, delightful gecko, show. Dr. I gecko. truly it recommend it such, as such a, a healing solve. Yeah, man, this was awesome. Times. Thank you so much for having me. And for more of the Wizard Hotline and your favorite wizard, me, Devin Person, keep listening to this podcast. You're already doing exactly what you need to do. Don't let anybody tell you different. If you want more of me, you can visit patreon.com slash this podcast is a ritual where you can get hypnosis downloads and join virtual wizard sessions and all the other bonus content that I'm coming up with and be a part of the community that we're creating. But you don't have to. You've already listened to a whole podcast episode. So just go out there and smile at a stranger. You're doing great. You're a beautiful person. Have a magical day. (laughs) 